Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with state climatologist Luigi Romolo, as we do every single Tuesday. Hello, Luigi. Hello, Emily. It is cold, and it's colder than normal, which I'm, I'm pleased to say because I know it'll get better. But let talk to us about what's going on right now. Yeah, so we have a pretty strong cold front that moved through the metro, and we are experiencing some unseasonably cold temperatures right now. So, you know, highs in the low 50s is very unusual uh, for this time of year. That's normally what we would experience right around Halloween. Okay. Um, so, you know, on October 31st, I think our our forecasted normal high is 51 and uh, but our minimum temperature is a lot lower it's like 34.5 sure yeah um but for this time of year you know uh september 8th through like the 11th it's it's somewhere between 74 and 75 as a high and between 54 and 56 as a low and we're not even going to um reach that today as a high so um and uh incidentally for september the 8th the uh the lowest uh maximum temperature occurred in 1929 with a high of 54 and for september 9th uh also in 1929 um the the lowest one day uh max temperature was 55 and so this is really unseasonably cold, and and it's just a cold front, and it's that time of year when we're uh, shifting from summer to fall and into winter. And so what happens is the uh, dome of cold air uh, that sits over the North Pole and over the Arctic uh, is delineated from the warmer air to the south by the polar front. And that polar front is slowly pushing southward. And sometimes um, as that polar front's moving over Minnesota, sometimes it turns to the north and we're under a ridge and we're uh, above normal. But right now it's pointing towards the south and we're in what's called a trough and so we are in colder than normal temperatures and uh there's a lot of discussion about you know when does summer really end and when does <laughs> fall really begin and so as a climatologist we often talk about climatological summer which is june july august and climatological fall which is september october november um, then we have the traditional definition of, of spring and fall, which begins and ends with the equinoxes, mm -hmm. which would be, a, you know, another week and a half from now when our days actually officially become shorter than our nights, uh, after the equinox. Um, and, um, we had an interesting discussion via email with my colleagues about when when the summer really end and, and Pete Boulay, our assistant state climatologist, suggested that, uh, you know, it's these uh, breakout events, these breakout cold events that occur um, that really kind of give people the impression that that summer is over. But summer is not over. We are going to experience some cooler than normal temperatures uh, throughout this week. We should be getting back closer to normal by next week. Uh, 70s, um, 
by Monday. And then, you know, uh, the occurrence of an 80 here or there is not out of the question, and neither is a 90. However, with each passing day, it makes it harder because our normals are decreasing with each passing day. It's cold, and I mean, even the cat did not want to stay out on the porch today, and that's unusual for her. And I think the reason that she's, because she'll be out there till it's in the 30s at the very least, she toughs it out, but I think it happened so fast. You know, we had such right. a hot, warm day on Sunday, and then we wake up we Monday did. morning to just, well, or rather, you know what I mean. What I'm so confused by the holiday, but sure. uh, it, it was a warm weekend, and this happened so abruptly. And I think the cat also is just she just drew a line in the sand and wanted to come inside. You know. Yeah, I think uh, with animals, it's um, and I've read this um, that it's really the the amount of change. Uh, per day that, that, you know, if, if there is a rapid change, um, in, in just a day or two, then, then, um, they, uh, automatically get the sense that, um, you know, this is not comfortable for me. And, and we see that with migrations of, of birds that, uh, geese, uh, ducks that, that migrate north and south each year that, um, you know, on an event like this, the geese will wake up and be like, "Oh, we we should have started flying south already." <laughs> pack so. your bags, honey. Time to go. <laughs> time to go. Pack your bags. Yeah. <laughs> we should listen to the geese sometimes. I believe. <laughs> yeah, the animals are very smart and very uh, adaptable, and um, they uh, they tend to have a better sense of of the weather than we do Indeed. at times. <laughs> Well, I do want to know also, because uh, tied to this colder weather that we've had, you know, yesterday I outside noticed I could see my breath. Now, it was in the 50s, so I know it wasn't, you know, that. So why does that happen? Yeah, so the the moisture, um, the air in your mouth as, as you exhale is uh, quite, quite moist. Uh, and in, in fact... Uh, uh, in, in many cases, uh, considered saturated air. Um, your body temperature, if you don't have a fever, is about 98.6. So the air in your mouth, in your lungs, as you're exhaling, is very moist and very warm. When it comes into contact with cold air like that, where there's a sharp um, gradient in temperature, and, and we're talking about a at least a 40 degree change in temperature from, uh, you know, the inside of our mouth to, uh, 50 degree weather. And the air, which the air that you exhale, the, the breath that you exhale has a lot of moisture in it and it has a higher dew point than the air outside. Okay. And so, uh, when once it experiences that cold air, it's cooled to uh, a dew point, or it's cool to that dew point, and what happens is the moisture in your breath condenses, and you can actually see the water droplets. Um, and it's a great exper experiment if you ever need to know um, how far your breath can travel when you exhale, uh, especially at, at a time like this yeah. when we're going through COVID and um I mean, if you're out there and you're walking and, and you you just take a deep breath and exhale and, and you can see it travel for, um, in some cases, six, ten feet 
um, depending on uh, how saturated the air in your mouth is. My goodness. Yeah. So uh, mask up, everyone, as needed. I was on my front step. No one was around me, which is why I was sure do yeah. a little experiment. But wow, that's really incredible. And tis the season that'll start happening more and more, won't it? Absolutely. And 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 um, there's no real difference in in how far our breath travels when we exhale. We could just see it better when it's. Uh, saturated and um, condensed sure, right. yep, yep. yeah Indeed. and we'll notice that actually in the winter time with your cars uh, if you're at a red light and it's busy and it's really cold out to the point where it's below freezing or even on days when it's minus 10 or minus 15 um, you'll see that car exhaust mm -hmm. a lot more than you would on a summer day um, and, you know, it can actually create these big f clouds of car exhaust because the heat coming out of the car, it's no different than the, the breath coming out of your mouth. Um, it condenses and uh, produces these clouds of smoke. Course. Well, Luigi, if anybody has any questions like that, uh, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So they could email me. I'm sorry, my dog is uh, getting excited about something. Um, yeah, they can email me at luigi.romolo, um, and that's L-U-I-G-I dot R-O, Amazon Mary, O-L-O, at state dot M-N dot U-S. All right. Luigi Romolo, state climatologist. Always a pleasure, and we'll have you back next week. Thanks so much. Thank you, Emily.